On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about the schedule. We talk about OTAs. We talk about what the Bears do sooner than anybody, which is playing golf. And we look ahead at what this Packers season might be. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Jones, look at that balance! Aaron Jones, see ya! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. How oh, yeah. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it, does it? How much is your excitement level up, knowing that at least the guys are back out on the field to some extent? Are we interested? Are we not being? Are we not falling for the tease that is OTAs? Are we holding out? What are we feeling? Uh, I'm not falling for the tease. I, I think the, <laughs> the only thing I'm watching is remember we talked about uh, the quotes where a vet will make a, a mm. statement about like, while well, this guy has it, you know, he's got the goods. So I'm kind of keeping my eyes peeled. I, we saw one early already that we'll get into, but I'm not sure it was legit. I think it was a reporter pulling it out of someone. Uh, but the actual like on field, it's cool to see football guys running around, but way too early. Yep, way too early. Uh, even if somebody flashes now, who knows what happens? You know, three months from now. Oh, don't say that. So, but, if yeah. Rogers ain't there, it's too early. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. And speaking of Rogers, uh, as we are recording this, Brady hit a hole in one or whatever the hell he was doing golfing. They caught it on a on an, an, what? Oh, you think that, that was that edited? edited? Oh, yeah, no, just like know. that other yeah. one last year where he threw it into he, the the machine he, and it spit yeah, back out. It that's all. Machine. That's all real. It's all real. Anyways, here's the thing. He's a wizard, and do we have what? You guys need to stop me from putting my house up for sale and taking all that money and putting it on Rodgers and Brady winning because they're going to win this golf event, right? Like this is going to happen. This is a hundred percent going to happen. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. The trash talking is full go. It feels like wrestlers doing the pre-fight like amp up bit where they're just talking shit that they probably don't even really mean. They're just trying to draw attendance because they're probably paid by you know the number of viewers as well. Oh, but I can't wait. Like the the amount of trash talking going back and forth, Brady and Rogers versus the young guns in Mahomes and Josh Allen. I got to assume the old guys take this one. They've had an additional 35 years of golf between them uh, compared to the other guys. Uh, and I, I didn't even know Mahomes like golf, like Josh Allen. I've heard golf, but like, yeah, the old guys are going to take it, but it, it is fun. It's a fun thing that they're putting on. I don't know why everybody makes such a big deal of people missing a little OTAs for it. Um, obviously the NFL doesn't mind that they're doing it. It brings their name into the light in when nothing is going on. So love it. It'll be fun to watch. I put it on my work calendar as soon as the date was released <laughs> to make sure I did not make next Wednesday night plans. So I'm wide open. 
going to have, you know, a nice snack spread, treat it like a Sunday afternoon football game and just turn it up so I don't miss any of the trash talk. It's going to be glorious. I they're they're going to dominate. But Packer news, Jair Alexander, uh, which it was kind of one of those things that it was talks of extension and then it kind of went quiet and it sounded like, well, maybe they're going to do this situation where, hey, let's play out the season and see if we can get him then. But Jair ends up signing an $84 million extension, uh, $31 million in bonuses, $30 million in a signing bonus. Regardless of all that kind of stuff, it ends up bringing his year total this year to about as minimum as it possibly could, to to which case Packers, I think, flew up to fifth, I believe, in free agency dollars remaining. So how excited are you for not only Jair locked in for four years, but now we actually have money to technically get anybody that's still out there within the free agency market? I. I'm impressed they pulled it off this early. Uh, they had to get it done definitely before the season, but getting it done this early, like you said, freed up so much more space. And now, you know, in a season where we, you know, we do need some help in some areas on offense. There, there is going to be a time when we're going to sign a veteran. Yes, may they, they may not work, you know, but you know, there will be a time when that happens in the future. And, this only helps that happen and helps us take our team to the next level when we're going to need it midseason. So I can't believe they got it done. It's great for the Packers locking up a guy of this talent. You guys haven't I don't even think we've seen his ceiling or even close to his ceiling. Um, and I'm, I'm excited that he's on board. What? What even is the salary cap? <laughs> like you can make a guy the highest played pair player at his position and he counts against the salary cap for a million dollars come on it's just a joke <laughs> and everything josh said ditto it 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 felt like a given that of course you're going to re-sign jair you can't let him get away but you've seen this play out with other contract scenarios too soon where you know a player has a, a stone an issue and makes some weird things happen and it ends up somewhere else so the fact that they got it done is perfect he's going to be a stalwart of the team for years to come uh, fantastic, but what is the salary cap? Why do we even talk about it? Yeah, and how it can be manipulated now and with upfront bonuses, and then they can do like per diems per year. It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't get it either. I thought it was really interesting too. Uh, this is going to come a shock to no one that the Vikings Twitter was going crazy if. Oh my God! Look at how much they're paying for a guy that didn't even play last year. And blah, blah, blah. the thing is, I think I would be more nervous if it was an ACL. I think I'd be more nervous if it was a muscle-based injury. The dude broke a bone in his shoulder, and I, I think that my confidence level in him returning to what he was two years ago is so much higher, knowing that it's an injury that should heal should also heal stronger. I, I just, I don't think he's going to play differently. I don't think this is a head-based injury where he's thinking twice about, you know, all right, well, I have some concussion issues. I got to make sure I do this. And I, I think he's going to be about as normal and a hundred percent as he could possibly be. And so we have arguably the best QB. We have arguably the best backfield duo in the league. 
We have one of the strongest O-lines when they're healthy. And now we're looking at adding, uh, you know, a piece that's huge in the secondary after getting an extension for Campbell. It's like you can say what you want about Gutekunst and what he's done and how he's done it. But we have locked up dudes that we feel very, very strongly in. And to Josh's point, who knows what would have happened if he would have gone just back and bananas this year. There's no way the Packers were going to be able to sign him at all. So they got it done. We're having him for four years, and it's it's one less thing that we have to worry about on the defensive side. So cheers. Boy, that defense is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> what a what a changing of the tides in Green yeah. Bay where for years it was Rodgers has no defense, and now it's like the Rodgers has an amazing defense on paper. Uh, and he, his supporting cast is, might be lacking a little. So <laughs> it'll be a new kind of worry for all of us. But they did free up uh, many millions to work with to go sign someone or just use as needed once the season gets started. So it's going to be fun to watch. It'll be a new version of the Packers. Yeah, and while we're on it, uh, we wanted to touch a little bit on – we obviously the storylines are, are forced at this point, but – by all accounts, it seems like this coaching staff, when they've seen Wyatt take the field, he already is a man amongst boys. Uh, and there's been talks of Slayton's going to get a lot more time inside this year. Uh, I, I guess our special teams is actually trying to improve to the point that <laughs> Misachi stopped them coming out of a huddle before a punt because they weren't doing it right. So yeah, I, I am. And they're, very, they're called they're I'm called defense. They call the special teams defense. <laughs> Wefence? I'm serious. That's what they're calling it. Wefence. They're calling it weak fence. Weak <laughs> fence or wefence? Yeah. What does wefence stand for? It's it's all in it. All in this together. That's ridiculous. These are grown men, not pee wee football. <laughs> I will say. I mean, I I I know it's very early, and but you know what? We've had. Quite a number of years where it seemed like a special team guy where they'd show him on the sidelines after another botched whatever. And he's kind of like, uh, you know, scurried and kind of cockroachy like, oh, God, I got to get what it's changing. I I, I am. I have okay. drank the Kool-Aid. It's changing. It's changing. Rate, rate your okayness, your comfortability. With these players taking special mm. teams reps mm. in OTAs, Adrian Amos. 100% fine. Throw him in there. Same. Aaron Jones. Depending, but yeah, on, on like one, on like punt, punt coverage, I'd be okay with it. Mm. Eh. We're, we're mm. getting a little iffy. Yeah. How about Devondre Campbell? <laughs> we can't. If he's just blocking, if he's blocking on field goal, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Why do you need a middle <laughs> linebacker blocking on field goal? Yeah. We just look about having the greatest year. O line. <laughs> yeah. So those are three guys that were reported to be repping special teams in the first practice at OTAs. And like you guys, I'm fine with Amos doing it. I'm iffy on Aaron Jones. At running backs, uh, they're they're a touchy bunch, and we have a great one-two punch. Let's keep them healthy for the year. But Devondre Campbell, no way, never, no more. You got an all-pro at middle linebacker, yeah. a position you're not deep on. No, I don't need anything I, happening I even at OTAs two months before the, the season I, starts. I think you're overthinking it. I think these guys volunteered. I, I would put my I money don't care. on it. Like Alan Lazard would be out there with them too. Yes, like, he would, and he should it, be. 
<laughs> like I'm okay with Alan Lazard out there. Yeah. I'm not okay with an all pro middle linebacker where your backup is a true rookie. Uh uh-uh. uh. No way. He rolls an ankle and he's out They're for two months. They're just proving a point. Just give give him some time. They're just proving. Mm, it could be a bad injury in May that you know all of a sudden it's like Devontae's not there for the first half of the regular season, and Quay Walker's starting. But hey, the the comments about Devontae Wyatt, I, I actually put some some respect behind that, some clout behind it because they came from Lafleur, where he said like you can tell after it was only after a practice or two, right, where he was saying. Uh, you you can tell why he's a first round pick. I think was maybe mm-hmm. it's paraphrasing, but that was his yeah. quote. I I yeah. love that. You know, to our point about these guys come out, you know, typically with a guy that just sort of pops. But what do you take about Randall Cobb's quotes today? That were super complimentary of Christian Watson. I sort of read into that that the reporter sort of pulled it out of him, and Cobb's just being yeah, nice. a nice veteran. Yeah, that sounded nice. He's got yeah. all the tools. He's got to put it together. It'll take some time, but he's got all the tools. It's like, eh, yeah, I don't read into that too much. No, I, I, I read in, I read into the defensive line. I think our defensive line is being undervalued a bit uh, with a couple additions. T.J. Slayton. I mean, I, I heard McCarron, Larry McCarron, was talking about T.J. Slayton in the practice and how he's just got another, another step, another umph in his step. You know that, and he thinks that he's going to about to make another jump too. I'm. I think our defensive line is very undervalued and underrated this year, and I think they're going to clean up. Um, even even with Lowry, if Lowry's our worst option out of Slayton and Wyatt and Kenny Clark, I mean, Jan Reed. That, I mean, that's mm-hmm. great. That's absolutely great to have that much depth. You know, people are going to get hurt. I mean, that we're set up for success finally on the defensive line. I know this guy sucks. Um, but from what I've, I've seen in actual uh, footage, even though he does this every offseason, Rashawn Gary's hands are still moving fast. Oh, but yeah. He, <laughs> but he, I'll tell you what, he looks like slim in a good way. Like he yeah. looks like this offseason, he goes, he, he I mean, he's he's always had a little bit of like uh baby pudge to him. I don't know. The, I don't know how to make this sound manly. He without, was 21. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks good. Like the man actually looks like this offseason. He changes diet. He changes workout. This dude, I I am almost ready to buy a stock. But I know as soon as I buy a stock, it'll turn into the Dan situation. He'll fall off a cliff. So I, I still think he sucks. But <laughs> he looks really, really good. It's it, like it, uh, Barstool has a running thing about uh, anti-Chris Paul and yet knowing that he's a very good basketball player. This pod just needs to be anti-Rashawn Gary because as yeah. soon as we jumped off the bandwagon, yeah, the, stat, the stats started coming. The production yeah, started instantly showing Instantly last year, it was insane. It was that week. <laughs> so when people go, what changed? What changed with Rashawn Gary? Three dudes podcasting yeah. changed Rashawn Gary's career. The so, Packers Did you like podcast. meet him at a diner in Green Bay over lunch? <laughs> no, they don't They don't live in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> no, oh. another another report. Tyler Davis, more hype, even mm, in this first nah, OTA sighting. No, he's getting more no, hype. No, no. Watch it out. They Sell did. It. I mean, that's the sneaky why they didn't sign another tight end. They made some statement so. that they think they have something in him. Sure. I mean, you don't have a 800-yard pass-catching tight end in him, but sure, you got a third tight end in him. <sighs> All right. Remember, well, remember how excited we were for DeBora? <laughs> Remember how Deguara was going to be Kyle Juszczyk? Hey, maybe this is his year. Hey, yeah. He revitalized the offense. 
And now it's like, yeah, and I guess he's kind of a fullback. He got a little <laughs> hot at the end. He got a little hot at the end. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. There's there's a battle for number three tight end and number four corner. Can't wait to talk about it. Well, let's talk about this schedule. Uh, I know, I know, I know it's on paper, and you can't judge a season based on the last one. Da, 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 da. Throwing out a few statistics, though. The Packers last season came in with, I believe, the fourth toughest schedule in the NFL. This year, they come in at the 22nd. So it de- definitely has uh, lessened if you're looking at the year before. And da, 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 da. We do play both New, Jer- New York teams, so I, I think that's probably why we're at 22 is purely those two teams alone. But we have what I'm considering seven primetime games, three Sunday night, one Monday night. Our London, we play on Christmas Day in Miami, and we have a Thursday night game as well against the Tennessee Titans. I think somebody on this podcast thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl again this year. I don't remember which one. Hey, they were Not both me. one <laughs> I couldn't predict. I couldn't predict that again if I tried. So we're going to go around the horn. Uh, I mean, uh, Obviously, we play the the North twice. We got games against the NFC East. We have AFC South this year. Uh, we play the Rams again. I mean, it's a it's a quite a, a string of, of of events. So we're not going to go game by game, but we're going to start with this question. When you look at the schedule, what is the game you circle going? I will be watching this. This is the game I'm looking forward to. I have three picks, and you guys will name the other two, so I'll let you guys go first. Ooh. The Bills. I, I'm i excited to see the, the Packers play the Bills in New York. Um, the, all the media is all over the Bills in the AFC right now. And, yes, there's a lot of talent that was traded to the AFC this year, but I still think the teams to beat are in the NFC for the Super Bowl. Um and and I just want to shut him up. I just want to shut him up at home, you know, beat Josh Allen, show show him what the Packers have, even though we don't have all these flashy wide receivers. Um, and, and that on a Sunday night, and hopefully maybe there's some snow. That, that'd be a sexy, sexy game. Dude, that tailgate. <laughs> I wish I could be there. Oh, my God. Everybody's going to be best friends in that tailgate. Oh, my Yeah. God. I mean, the Bills put on a party to begin with, and then the Packers travel so well and tailgate so well. That's going to be like an all-time tailgate session. What are the what are the pants called? Are they Zubas? Zub, what are they? Zumbas? Do you know Zoomies. what I'm talking Zumbas? There's no. never – well, whatever they are. Zubas. They will never – yes. There will never be – as many in a three block radius as that game. You are about to see some outfits. You're about to see some food. You're supposed oh, to see gonna some drinking beautiful. that are going to be, yeah. Great choice. And, and a great game. Love that. Yes. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, I actually think this is probably going to be what Dan says is number one, but dude, you're telling me you're not giddy at the thought of Mike McCarthy walking into Lambeau Field with the Dallas Cowboys and us <laughs> curb stomping them? Are you telling me that's not your game you're circling? I cannot wait for November 13th and just I pile it on. Let's just attack. I am I Cowboys at home. Done. 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 That is actually the game. God, I'm a fearful the price of tickets is going to be insane. But <laughs> I got a group here in North Carolina that wants to get back for a game. And I'm like, 
I mean, that's the game. A bunch of people that have never been to Lambeau and watch them play Dallas. That I I forgot about that game honestly when I was picking. So out of my three picks, you guys left two for me. Now I got to pick. This is nerve wracking. Okay, I'll, I'll go at with. Detroit, November. <laughs> Everybody knows when we play the Jets, it's prime time. Um, I thought the Brady's versus Rogers one was one you guys were gonna pick. Um, specifically, I like it in Week Three because you got Minnesota to open in Minnesota, and then Chicago as your home opener. So say you're one and one. Like after that game, you really know how good the Packers are after Week Three at Tampa. But that wasn't my pick because I was thought I was leaving that for you guys. Uh, week 16 for me, you've got fresh off our week 15 bye, if I'm counting my weeks correctly, mm-hmm. an insanely late bye week. Uh, you get the team recovering, hopefully you know a pretty good record, and you got the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs, coming to Green Bay. That is December 19th, nice and cold in Green Bay for them. Doesn't affect Stafford, but it's going to affect some other folks. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a game because then Week we 15. wind 15. Because yep. then we have Dolphins and then two divisional games, right? But that's going to be the ultimate, like, did we recover? I, I'm assuming we're in the playoff hunt and trying to qualify ourselves as a Super Bowl contender. That game's going to be, like, the last checkpoint before the playoffs. Yeah, and a good point with that is not only coming out of the bye, as you mentioned, but those three of the last four games are home games. So we're going to go on this wild ride of a season, and I I do think that those four games are going to be a lot more important than they've been in a a long time for the Packers to have three of the four at home, including Rams and Vikings. Uh, If they can get a win against the Rams and it's snowing and it's Monday night and it's wild, that's going to set up for a fantastic last month of the year. So I wholeheartedly agree and then we always struggle going to florida typically jacksonville but especially like when when we've been dealing with five degree weather and then we go down to florida and it's 80 for a christmas game like that'll be interesting but the whole schedule is littered with storylines it's the nfl it's Mm -hmm. beautiful i feel like the only game that doesn't have a storyline is the jets game Mm mm-hmm so it's probably no. the game I'm gonna buy tickets for. <laughs> and possibly the Bears. I mean, no, there's no. Uh, oh, the Bears. Are always <laughs> Those games there. are always great. So let's do this. Is there a game on this schedule where you look at it and you go, "Oh no, this is not good." My mine is the Bucks. So mm. I, I'm worried about <laughs> how much. So the first three weeks, first three weeks, we got Minnesota, the Bears, and the Bucks. We're gonna get beat up. And I, I, I'm just in, I'm afraid because the Buccaneers are one of the We're most intense defenses. So are we now? Well, no, I, I'm not worried about what our defense is going to do. I'm what's worried about what's going to happen to our offense when we're already weak at certain uh, quite a few positions, to be honest. I mean, if one wide receiver goes down, what do we do? If one tight end goes down, what do we do? We're not even going to be using them. It's just going to be AJ Dillon <laughs> steamrolling. <laughs> But that's why I'm so nervous for that game, you know, have injuries early on in the year like we did last year. I sort of would like to avoid that. But, you know, if everybody's healthy at the end of the year, I'll be all right. But nervous about that game for sure. I'm not nervous at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually in the same wavelength as Josh. The one game I'm really nervous about is actually the first game of the year at Minnesota 
when our we saw last year what happened when the team wasn't quite mentally prepared to play. If we come out flat, I don't I don't fear anybody in the NFC North. I really don't. But I do fear going to Minnesota when we aren't ready. We're not in stride yet. I, I you're giving them opportunities to burn us, and I would hate for that to be at the start of our season as just a loss to a, a rival especially when they always seem to take one from us. I I mean, I just, I, I wish it would have been, you know, let's go to Washington the first game or, or even if it's a Detroit game, something where it's just like, let's, let's get into this and get that one game under our belt. I don't want it to be the one team that we somehow always find a way to, to make it a close game. So I'm circling that one as just our, let's just, not have what happened last year, which is easily in the top three most disappointing Packer games I've ever watched in my life. So, so you guys are calling your losses already. So you, I just look at those as like awesome showdowns <laughs> and tests for the team. Like we're not going seventeen and zero. I get that. Uh, so those games I just circle on the calendar: the Bills, the Rams, the Buccaneers. Both the Vikings games are always, you know, they're always like two point spreads. Those are all going to be great games. Uh, we're going to learn a lot. But we're going like 12 wins. We're going to learn a lot, boys. I think the Vegas over-under was 10.5, and and we'll have a podcast before the season starts, but over. Over. Yeah, I feel good about it, yeah. It's it's interesting you said 12 because I think I – I think I was floating around eleven and six, which oh, I actually 12. think we'll get the. I think the North gets done with that. I really do. So I, I was surprised hearing national media talking about how tough they thought the Packers' schedule was and that they were going to struggle. Uh, I've heard it multiple places now. It's just the storyline because it's just stupid. Gone. When you when you look at last year's schedule compared to this one, it's nothing, nothing like it. This one is way easier. Even the times Ooh. and the places we're playing, I think it's just an easier schedule. The North, I think, is weaker than what it was. Bro, we got Carson Wentz on the schedule. Oh, boy. Shaking in my boots. No, it's just the lazy national media. They, they know Devontae went away, so they assume the Packers are going to fall to you know an 8-9 overall record. I don't see it happening. It's just going to be a, a different style of football. We're going to yep. control the clock. We're going to play great defense. Rodgers will take his shots where he needs to. And I wouldn't be surprised if they use all this cap space and go get another wide receiver still. And then what are they going to be talking about? Yep. Well, we'll find out find out shortly, and we'll see how these upcoming weeks and months go. And we'll we'll stop in with the podcast, especially when news breaks. But oh, um, wait, wait! Did you uh-oh. all hear Jordan uh-oh. Love what he said? How he's like? They asked him how he felt about Aaron Rodgers signing an extension. He said, "Well." All that means for me is uh, I'm going to be a backup again. <laughs> no, that was the quote. Oh, I thought is it was that news? Juicy. <laughs> yeah. No. And then he's like, I'm not. He goes. He continues. And he goes. I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. And he, he's he's looking for more. And I'm interested to see what develops this year. It could get a little spicy. He could force a trade. We can go with Kurt Bankert as our backup. Exactly. Yeah. Let's and go, baby. What? Especially when you look at look at last year. You have a QB or two that goes down, the team panics and goes, fine, we'll give you that second rounder that you've been asking for. Yeah, that would be and great. And it's a possibility. That would be great. It's a possibility. My GM mentality, if you got a good quarterback, you do not need to spend any money on the backup because you're just all in on your quarterback mm-hmm. being healthy. If if yeah. you have a if you have a Carson Wentz, spend $10 million on your backup because you might be playing both of them. But you got Aaron Rodgers, like your backup can be making league minimum. I think we all understand this approach. So, yeah, if he wants out, that's 
That's fine. But you understand yeah, but go, the competitiveness. Go, go watch the interview, everybody, if you didn't watch it. It's on the Packers website. It's a it's a pretty good interview. I mean, it's nice to see that he wants to play, but you're not beating out Aaron Rodgers. They should well, do the open competition they did with <laughs> Favre and Rodgers back in the day. We're like, Favre, you can come back, and it's an open quarterback competition. The big, Oh, no, we, we told Jordan Love it's an open competition. <laughs> he, like, inaccurately throws his first pass, and, like, and competition closed. Yeah, they do the net drill again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Right, well, oh, we got fun. real negative on Jordan Love. Hold on. Jordan, we love you. Uh, no pun intended. You've put up with a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, sorry that we went a little, You're a little harsh there. Almost as good as Rashawn Gary. Yeah, that bum. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward to this year. I mean, we keep getting chances to, to go Speed for the Super Bowl, and I'm gonna hey, just, just going to take it. It's going to be so much fun to predict the offensive MVPs now because I always pick Devontae Adams, I feel. So, like, who, who the hell knows who I'm going to pick this time? So you're totally picking Alan Lazard. You have such a crush on him. Yeah. It's not just his pass catching, but his blocking is next level. It is. <laughs> Block Nick Bosa like a badass. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll talk again soon. Thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go.